Hello, I'm Bruce Sinclair and welcome to this podcast from Jordan Hill Parish Church, during which we will share in reading, reflection and prayer for Sunday the 28th of November, the first Sunday in Advent. Today our readings come from the Old Testament, from the book of Jeremiah, and from the New Testament, from the Gospel of Luke. Our hymns are sung for us by the Dunblane Cathedral Choir and also the combined choirs of Troon Old Parish Church and Portland Parish Church. Each Sunday our services are held in Jordan Hill Parish Church at half past ten and all are welcome to come along and join in those services with us. In the lonely places and in the wilderness, where we stand forlorn, windswept and alone, O God, your voice calls out, prepare a way for the Lord. In the dark places and the shadows, where we hide our fears and bury our concerns, your voice calls out, prepare a way for the Lord. In this season of seeking, when we long for hope and a bright tomorrow, we seek a star to guide and the birth of love. O come, O come, Emmanuel.
Our first reading comes from the Old Testament from Jeremiah chapter 33, reading from verse 14 to 16. We listen for God's word. The righteous branch and the covenant with David. These days are surely coming, says the Lord, when I will fulfil the promise I made to the house of Israel and the house of Judah. In those days and at that time, I will cause a righteous branch to spring up for David, and he shall execute justice and righteousness in the land. In those days, Judah will be saved and Jerusalem will live in safety. And this is the name by which it will be called. The Lord is our righteousness. And our reading from the Gospel of Luke, chapter 21, reading from verse 25 to 36. The coming of the Son of Man. There will be signs in the sun, the moon, and the stars, and on the earth distress among nations, confused by the roaring of the sea and the waves. People will faint from fear and foreboding of what is coming upon the world, for the powers of the heavens will be shaken. Then they will see the Son of Man coming in a cloud, with power and great glory. Now when these things begin to take place, stand up and raise your heads, because your redemption is drawing near. Then Jesus told the disciples a parable. Look at the fig tree and all the trees. As soon as they sprout leaves, you can see for yourselves and know that summer is already near. So also, when you see these things taking place, you know that the kingdom of God is near. Truly, I tell you, this generation will not pass away until all things have taken place. Heaven and earth will pass away, but my words will not pass away. Be on guard so that your hearts are not weighed down with dissipation and drunkenness and the worries of this life, and that day does not catch you unexpectedly, like a trap. For it will come upon all who live on the face of the whole earth. Be alert at all times, praying that you may have the strength to escape all these things that will take place, and to stand before the Son of Man. Amen. Thanks be to God for this reading of his word. O come, O come, Emmanuel. Many great paintings are based upon biblical readings or other stories in literature. One of the most expressive artworks that springs to mind today for me is one of Van Gogh's. He was an artist that did not always enjoy good health, and in a stay in the asylum of Saint Paul de Mussol near Saint-Rémy, he spent time recovering 
and painted perhaps one of his most famous pictures, The Starry Night. It is perhaps also one of the most easily recognised, although it's not based on our almost apocalyptic gospel reading today. In it, Vincent van Gogh captures the mood of this particular Advent reading. In bold colours, this son of a Dutch pastor and for time evangelist to the poor himself, he paints a dark swirling sky, like the one described by Jesus. There are swirling clouds in bold blues and yellows and swirling whites with a deep dark blue and black background. There is a bold yellow moon and very bright stars with the sky swirling around it. In the background is a small town with a church steeple and in the foreground a foreboding dark figure of a cypress tree connecting earth and sky. Is it an image that is meant to frighten and daunt or is it an image that offers us a startling glimpse of the nearness of God? The brush strokes and swirling mass of colour have an almost ethereal dreamlike nature in the skyline. The rolling hills lead to the starlight and the straight angular lines of a village and all are connected by the tall church spire that stretches from the village up into the sky, perhaps indicating an eternal connection with the divine. The first Sunday of Advent might seem a very odd time to read Luke's Gospel account of Jesus being more than a little apocalyptic about the coming of the Kingdom of God. Signs in the heavens, distress in the nations, roaring of sea and waves, fainting, fear and foreboding. It reads like a biblical catastrophe and should possibly be read in the voice of Private Fraser from Dad's Army, we're all doomed. Here we are on the first Sunday of Advent, and we find no sweet baby Jesus mentioned, enticing us into a nativity scene which so many people often expect from Advent, and who often say, why can't the church just get on with Christmas already? It's a bit like the desire that people have to have Easter without Holy Week and Good Friday first. Jesus and the season of Advent demands a very different kind of preparation from us. Advent, just like the painting, reminds me of God's presence, God's nearness, makes me nervous, but it also comforts me too. It makes me nervous because it shows up the faults and failings and inadequacies of life. But it also reminds me that however broken people might sometimes be, God is near. It reminds me of the need to stay awake and to be surprised but reassured of the many ways in which God is close to the world. God is always near. And that is the point of Advent, to wake us up to the coming closeness of God. That is the point, too, of the Incarnation and the promise of Christmas, to remind us 
of the nearness of God. Jeremiah, often known as the gloomiest of prophets, is the one who takes this very moment of nearness to proclaim a message of great joy. Jeremiah is a prophet in a time of immense difficulty for God's people. Jerusalem would be destroyed and Babylon would take the people into exile. Jeremiah pronounces judgment on the failings of the people in the early part of this prophecy. But here, here a new note is sounded. Jeremiah encourages the people and assures them that although they have been judged by God, he is also merciful. Although they may have to endure the exile, there will also be restoration in God's good time. They will once more live in the land that God gave to them and they will know God's blessing in their lives. The days are coming when I will fulfil the promise I made. These are the words that Jeremiah speaks on God's behalf. The days are coming when I will keep my promise. The time of struggle and suffering and injustice and worry and fear will pass. God will not leave his people. He will come again. He will take care of his people. He will look after them. He will meet their needs. He will comfort them. He will heal them and hold them. He will be with them. As our thoughts today veer towards Christmas and all that it will mean for us, particularly this year, we start today with this time of preparation and waiting, a time of wondering and longing. And God is with us throughout that time of preparing and making ready. Whatever kind of year it has been for you, laughter or tears, hard times or easy times, hopeful times or despairing times, this is a word of God for you today. The days are coming when I will fulfil the promise, so says Jeremiah. What is the promise? The promise is Jesus and is of a time when people will live in peace and harmony and fairness and safety. No matter how good life may be at the moment, and it will be for some, or how difficult it is for others, there is always that sense of anticipation, of wondering how things will improve and get better. This promise of God is for you. The promises of God for a world where the presence of Jesus and his promise of peace and harmony, fairness and safety is also one for the wider world. In the conflicts in Israel and Palestine, in the heart-wrenching journeys of refugees taking to boats, in the worry of pandemic and health, but also in the face of the homeless the hungry, those trapped in the grip of poverty. This promise is for them too. At this, the darkest time of the year, when the days are short and the nights are long, God in his challenging love offers to us the gleaming hope. 
we prepare ourselves and ready ourselves for the confirmation that God is with us. The French writer Simone Weil once wrote, Waiting patiently in expectation is the foundation of the spiritual life. It is the attitude of waiting that allows us to be people who can live in a very chaotic world and survive spiritually. We wait expectantly, hopefully, trusting that God is already preparing something for us far beyond our imaginings. It is an active and not a passive waiting. It is a radical and not a smug waiting. It is a waiting in the confidence that God will keep his promise and that blessing will come. Beyond our wishes and aspirations, God will come and God will bless. And that today is our greatest hope. Amen. Let us pray. Lord Jesus, thank you for coming in the flesh at Bethlehem and for coming to us whenever we gather in your name, wherever we are. Keep us alert and watchful through the dark night of this world and give us confidence as we wait for your coming in glory. Lord, come, save your people. We pray for the nations. Lift the eyes of those in authority to their duty to govern wisely and well for the good of all. Curb all terror and replace it with peace. Keep us alert and watchful to serve you and one another. In a time of preparation and journey, Lord, come again to your people. We pray for the people of the world. Wake all people up to your good news. Dispel the darkness that often overwhelms. Let your light filter away the harm that we do to one another, our appetite for politics and control, and foster relationships that build links, support the marginalised, and care for the poorest in the world. O oh Lord, keep us alert and watchful as your witnesses in the world. We pray too for those who feel often overwhelmed, lonely or frightened, sad or weary, unsure of what the next day might bring. Loving God, may the message of hope which Advent brings burst afresh into our world. Draw us together in this time of waiting and expectation. Let us not rush headlong, but pilgrimage with you as our guide to lift us up and those that we love. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as in heaven. Give us today our daily bread. Forgive us our sins as we forgive those who sin against us. Save us from the time of trial and deliver us from evil. For the kingdom, the power and the glory are yours now and forever. Amen.
Thank you for joining with me today for this time of worship. We go now, for the journey has begun. The soft footfall and the journey to Bethlehem, the path that unravels before us, leading onward with expectation, hope and joy. Let us journey towards Bethlehem. And now the blessing of God Almighty, the Father, the Son and the Holy Spirit be with you and all those you love this day and every day. Amen.